Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of On the Bench, episode 12 now of season three. And my name is Joseph Esposito, and I'll be your host for tonight's show. And we're joined here, as always, by Oliver Lamont. Ollie, how are you going? Good, mate. Welcome. How are you? Not bad, mate. Not bad, mate. Plotting along. We uh, we almost thought we had Lachlan back tonight, but uh, yet yet to Locked return. Out. Yet to return. So still uh, a bit premature. Yeah, exactly. We've we've, we've sent out an SOS. Yourself. Exactly. We've sent out an SOS for him, but uh, yet to hear anything back. So uh, time will tell. But no, hopefully we'll have him back in the coming weeks. But uh, we'll soldier on nonetheless, mate. So, doing uh, his work in the background. Yes, exactly. Exactly. He is doing the. I he guess the crucial work man. in the background. So, uh, always has been, always will be. <laughs> we hope, unless he, has, yeah. unless he gets offered big money. So, he's already costing us a million dollars a show. So, uh, hopefully, someone doesn't nab him away. Hopefully, but. he doesn't have his head turned by a rival. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, well, mate, we'll, uh, we'll kick off the show tonight. And uh, obviously, the, this is our, I guess, our European show now. Now that we have our separate A League show that comes out on a Friday. Uh, so, and to kick things off tonight, I want to talk about something that's just only come to like my attention and like the attention of the world and it's this you know the the potential of the return of Arsene Wenger so his name was tossed up slightly with Real Madrid and their sacking of Julian Lopetegui but there is now strong rumors that he is going to join AC Milan now he did come out on being sport uh, just yesterday and rubbished the the news saying that there was fake news uh quote unquote and uh, that all you know right now all his attention was towards uh, his work that he does with being sport but there just seems to be stories are still coming out and you know you think that you think that maybe he's just kind of you know softening the blow or you know he doesn't want to say anything too soon um, so what's your initial thoughts on it all or just you know the return of Arsene Wenger yeah he has noted that he's he wants to come out and look for um, some some new employment after a bit of a sabbatical. Mm. You know, he's had his time away from Arsenal. The dust has settled on on all of that front. And, you know, he wants to, to try his hand in, in something new. Now, whether this the job of AC Milan might be too much of a big task for him, I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, look, when, when you're talking about Madrid... I think that's um, that's probably all speculation, and they're probably just writing it for the headlines. To be honest, I don't think he's he's a good enough fit for Madrid. You know, when when Madrid you know look for a manager, it's someone who's who's on the up rather than someone who's probably whose career's probably already peaked. So for me, Wenger doesn't fit the the Madrid model. Mm-hmm. AC Milan, you know, slower league for Wenger. It it could work for him, but I'm um I'm not a hundred percent too sure whether it's true or not, and then B if it's going to be a good fit for him either. Yeah, so that was going to be like my my uh, my first question with that is like, do you think that he's like let's just even say like, you know, cause I, I can't see him coming back to the English league uh, to the Premier League at least, uh, you know that's one thing not for sure, but you know <laughs> almost a certainty. Uh, you'd think that he wouldn't come back and manage against Arsenal in the league, but. You know, potentially like a league such as like the La Liga or the Italian League, do you think his managerial style would work in terms of like, uh, you know, he kind of seemed a bit outdated uh, towards the end of his time at Arsenal. Do you think that would be the same thing with, uh, you know, if he moved into uh, the La Liga or 
the city are, or do you think that you know he the time that he'd taken off, he would have done some work and maybe modernised his training routines and just the way he manages players? Yeah, no, it does make for an interesting question. I don't think he would ever go back to the English game. You know, it's too much of a, a risk for him. And, you know, spending so much time at Arsenal, I think he said himself that it probably just wouldn't feel right. Mm-hmm. So given that, looking looking abroad probably makes a little bit more sense for him. You know, I think he probably got a little bit complacent within the English game. He came in and revolutionised it when he did, when he first took charge of Arsenal. Yep. And then it all it all sort of started to plateau and then, you know, we all know what happened during the end time for Wenger at, at Arsenal there. It started to unravel, probably a bit of complacency. I read something that Petr Cech said he became very too much obsessed by playing the, the Arsene way at mm-hmm. Arsenal from what he'd created over winning. So I think, you know, a, a new task, he can have a, a new outlook on, on his tactics and, and start fresh. It could be a healthy change for him. But look, I think Wenger might be might be too past his date. I'm happy to eat my words. I wish him all the best, but I just don't know. I think, you know, a club as big as AC Milan, from where they are, you know, looking to regain that European royalty, heavy investment, I just don't know if he's the right fit for it. Yeah, I just, yeah, I think it's not not, not, not a leap too far, but just, you know, like the, like the English game is so, you know, just like even the tactics of the English game, it's just so different to, you know, anyone. You talk to anyone... Uh, that, that's played in in the Italian league that's come that that isn't Italian you know that's gone over there they'll say that tactically it's completely different to any other league in Europe per se uh, you know I haven't really you know looked in depth like the Spanish league uh, sorry the Spanish leagues like the South American leagues and so on even the Asian league the Asian league is very tactical now but in Italy it's just like a lot of people say it's just completely different like the whiteboard sessions and the way they tried to play the game is completely different to you know the English running game so um you know, after doing what twenty two odd years, twenty three years at uh, at Arsenal, like you said, the same Arsenal way, it'd be very hard for someone, you know, to to change all that. And you know, we've seen, you know, yeah, he is French, but you know, we've seen English. I mean, Gary Neville, you know, English English player, you know, spent all of his time in England, goes over to Spain, and was was gone within you know weeks uh, at, at Valencia because just the way that he saw the game, or the, you know, the game that he was brought up around. Like Arsenal, you could say in the in the in the uh, in the English league, it could have the same effect. So it's um, I just hope that like you know it's like when we when we spoke about Arsenal last season, you know when before he was announced that he was retiring, that you know you just would have hoped that Arsenal you know would have walked away, you know after like you know leaving on the up sort of thing. Yeah, he didn't leave on the up at Arsenal, but you know he left in good ways, and you know walk, you know it was time for him to you know go into the sunset and you know just enjoy retirement. So I hope he doesn't just you know come back for you know he's bored or for the sake of thinking that he can do something. Not that he can't, not that he wouldn't, but you know just time to move on. Do you know what I mean? Do you... Yeah, that's right. I mean, he seems to be a, a pretty stubborn guy. The way it all ended at Arsenal, in that he was adamant that he wasn't going to change his ways. You know, fan that that left fans calling for his head almost mm. fights in the stadiums about which way Arsenal should be playing, and it never really deterred him. So whether he brings that same type of philosophy into the either the Italian league or the Spanish league, you know, maybe that that type of ignorance, if he if he does bring it with him, mm. you know, might he might 
face the same ugly ending there. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I guess as as, as time will tell, but you know, you just uh, yeah, time will tell, and we'll see a whole lot more uh, in terms of. Well, hopefully, we'll hear more about this. Uh, yeah, in ter- in terms of how you did say he's he's got his eye open at another job, so yeah, very yeah, interesting. Well, just yeah, exactly. Space. Yeah, exactly. So he's back. <laughs> Exactly. Well, mate, uh, we'll move on to our. Uh, so we've only got we've just got three topics tonight, but uh, I guess you know one was more of a discussion-based one. The next two are, I guess, more factual and you know things that we know for certain and so on. So, and the second topic of that is Champions League. So we've had our, you know, our listeners will by the time our listeners hear this, they will have seen where well, they will have, you know, seen uh, tomorrow morning's results. So Thursday, this Thursday morning results uh, of the Champions yes. League. So I guess right now we can look at the first uh, the first set that that we played this morning, and um, I guess you know we'll get the the first the first go off the rank and just talking about Liverpool quickly now. Yep. They've had three losses away from home in the Champions League on the bounce. Yes, one was the, the final uh, yep. in Kiev, but we've had now, uh, you know, two on the bounce, and they've both been our Champions League games. So um, is there, you know, a bit of complacency in terms of we won our first seven of the season for the season in all competitions, and we've won three of our last nine or something. So, you know, we've had a few draws. So is this, you know, a rough patch? Are they falling, Are they becoming a bit complacent? No, look, I think obviously the way that Liverpool started the season going unbeaten in the Premier League was still um, the feats that they reached last year in the Champions League final. Any any sort of below-par performance and then results that reflect that, obviously there's a bit of uproar that's caused from it. Now, look, I think if you looked at the long-term, looking at the season you know, from a bigger picture, you know, Liverpool were going to slip up here and there, they they're no, you know, they're no Arsenal invincible team, or they're not oh, at the level. Yeah, of I mean every City. team, Even every Man team. City have, have have taken losses this season. Exactly. So I think I think I mean in the spur of the moment, two away losses in the Champions League, it's a big pill to swallow in a group as competitive as that mm-hmm. one. I think it's Group C off the top of my head, and you know, so I, I think the I think the result feel worse than what it actually is in the in the long term of things, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I guess like a so positive look, thing. Sorry, yeah, definitely. On. So I think I think Liverpool will still carry on that momentum in the Premier League. And I do I do still think they will get out of this this group. It's just a much bigger task now. So it's not all it's not all dark clouds and, and rain from, from here for Liverpool. It's just a slight little glitch. And it's more about how they're gonna react from it rather than you know, letting letting th- these losses seep into the squad and into the belief, into the style of play. Yeah, exactly. So that's, I guess, and, you know, like you said, you know, teams have their slip-ups. I mean, last year we did see Man City, and I'm not saying Liverpool's going to win the league or anything like that or win the Champions League, but, uh, you know, uh, they are a much more attractive team to watch these days. And losses like this, you know, a couple of years ago, teams would have thought, oh, Liverpool have that in them. But it just seems like this Liverpool team doesn't have these losses away you know and all respect to Red Star Belgrade who played fantastically today and yeah. deserved to win um, but teams like fans not of Liverpool saying oh geez, I didn't expect that from Liverpool today whereas a couple of years they would have gone oh yeah I didn't expect it's it to classic, happen but yeah, it doesn't surprise me it's a classic Liverpool thing exactly you know? exactly and I guess it is a you know you know, look at City last year when they won the league and you know Liverpool beat them you know twice in the space of a week and they, you know, they were staring down the barrel of uh, three losses in a row so and you know, they were warning signs, but but they were one game away from winning the league. So, you know, teams, 
have purple have rough patches in the season and they they had them in January of last season as well and you know obviously they still went on to win the league by a ridiculous margin you know 100 points and and so on so um yeah I guess you're right you, you probably you probably couldn't even call it a purple patch it, I think it's just an, a big pill to swallow bad day at the mm. office you know and you move on I hope that they don't fall into a, a poor run of games obviously being a Liverpool fan and all Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't get the feeling that that's going to happen. I mean, you know, we've got, we've got a couple of games in the Premier League that we should probably win. Um, so there, there's a lot more to come from this Liverpool squad. Too, yeah, so. exactly. Oh, it was great to hear like Klopp say that you know that when they asked him, can you put a finger on what went wrong today, and he said, I've only got ten fingers. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think ten things went wrong today. But um, it's good that they're looking at it, you know, as you know, as acutely as possible. So to try and break it all down. But um, yeah, I mean, every 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 team has rough patches. I mean, like Barcelona's even had one this season, you know, they, and they're still they're still first. You know, not rough, rough, but you know, a pill to swallow. And I mean, Madrid look no further than Madrid. So as well. So I mean, teams have them. Good, the best teams in the world have. Them. I'm not saying Liverpool's one of the best teams in the world, but you know, big teams have them. So. Um, yeah, well, looking at that... Humans are not robots, essentially. Exactly. So. Well, that, that now Group C is kind of... It's shaping to be really, really tasty now. So, you know, from a neutral fan, maybe not for you and me as, uh, as Liverpool fans, but, you know, in terms of the other groups, the other group says, you know, there's gaps in between, like, second and third and uh, first and second and so on, but this this group now is, is very, very close. So we've got... Well, it's, Reds- it's two points between Napoli and uh, yeah. Red Star there. Exactly, exactly. So I guess that way... I guess that what makes it all the more frustrating for Liverpool is if fans is if they were to get a win today, they would be needing one win from their last two games. So, um, you know, to, to, to get through. So now it just it just adds this just this level of complacency. Not not complacency, um, you know, makes it more complicated uh, for Liverpool. So looking at that now, what's your gut be and be neutral here, who makes it out of this group now, seeing that Liverpool still has to go away uh go away to PSG in the next game and they've got Napoli at home. Mm. <laughs> I don't, you know, I think I think we'll beat Napoli at home, but that's the that's the the sixth round. I think we go yeah, you said before we go to PSG next. Mm. Obviously a, a draw there and beat Napoli and we're all good. But, but it, it, oh, yeah, I know it'll really, be tough. It's it's now it's now, you know, it's up in the balance, and obviously PSG and Napoli. I think it'll be between us, PSG and Napoli. Full respect to to Red Star, but yeah, that's um, right. But yeah, it just it just throws a spanner in the works now, and um, I th- I th- I personally think Napoli will finish first. Um, I just think it'll be a, it'll be a scrap now between Liverpool and PSG in the next games. Enormous. So, I mean, today they played out a draw again, and uh, well, hopefully, hopefully Red Star can do us a favour in there somewhere. Oh, of course, of course, you'd hope that, you know, with a few home games now as well, they've, they've gone away on the road a handful of times now. So, um, moving on to uh, into a big game this morning, we saw Tottenham at the death beating uh, beating PSV and our own uh, Trent Sainsbury, unfortunately, wasn't class as an own goal, but he had the last touch for the ball to go into the back of the net in the 89th minute from a Harry Kane header. Uh, yes. Can Tottenham pull off the great escape now? Because they are essentially back in the group, and they got their, you know, the per- almost almost the perfect result in you know a Tottenham, and uh, sorry Tottenham a uh, Inter Milan and Barcelona draw this morning. So now they're knocking on the door as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, 
they're very, very reliant on Harry Kane as that, that game mm. showed. Mm. Whether or not they've got the character and the arsenal, or I mean, or the personnel to kick mm. on and and you know, get a get a huge result over Inter, I think it's a I think it's a big ask. I think it's probably a little bit too late mm-hmm. to, to pull off the miracle here, just because of how strong obviously Barcelona are. They're you know, set to qualify and and into their. So that I think so. Tottenham still, Tottenham will welcome Inter in the next game. Is that right? Or yes, I believe so. Game? Yep. Yes. Mm. I think I think Inter will be well set up to uh, to to weather the storm there and, and keep the gap between them and Tottenham. But why? What makes you like what, like? what makes you think that you just you just feel Tottenham don't have enough and Tottenham are playing them at home, mind you. Yeah. Exactly. I just. I think going forward, Tottenham, with how rigid you know Inter's defense can be, you know an Italian setup. I think they'll they'll know exactly what they need to do to grind out a result there. Tottenham's depth probably doesn't quite add up against Inter. I, no, and I've just seen now. I've just seen now. No, to add to it as well. I mean, for Tottenham fans, I mean, yes, they'll be over the moon. They got that win this morning. But the next time when they play when they play Inter Milan on the twenty ninth. Uh, of uh, November that is so looking here now they have on the 25th they're at home against Chelsea then a few days later four days later they're they're playing Inter Milan at home and then four days after that so in the space of what eight days or so eight or nine days then they've got to go away to Arsenal so a tough three games uh, almost like that the the rough tough one Liverpool had at the start of the season Tottenham's now got as well so Inter Milan are probably licking their lips in terms of they couldn't play them at a better time because you know they've got two tough games either side yeah that's right I mean coming back to the Champions League you know they play Inter at home and then they've got to go to Barca away and then that in that last round Inter play PSV at home so you would expect Inter to probably get three points there mm. and that will probably if and, and Barcelona will probably do Inter a favour there as well and yeah. squash them I think that uh, I think that Tottenham definitely they just need they need their other players to step up as well and I think Lucas Moore is definitely capable of that like they have the players there the, the Lamellas and um, Christian Eriksen really has to step up in terms of you know not scoring all the goals but you know adding one or two goals you know a, a three or four game uh, span you know just to not take the pressure off Kane I think there's always going to be that pressure there with Harry Kane but just that reliance of thinking that it has to come through him yeah that that's right I mean he, he's been. You know, Ericsson himself has been pretty quiet all season and, mm. and it's left room for the likes of, you know, Lucas Moura and, and Lamella to step up and, and have a good season. But I think there needs to be more to come from the rest of that Tottenham squad as well to be able to compete at this level. Yeah, for sure. I think that I think that like yeah, but going back to the original question, yes, I think I think they can pull off a bit of a great escape here, but I think it'll rely on other players stepping up and, you know, hitting you know, hitting the form that they are capable of. I mean, Tottenham finished second last year, and they would deservedly finish second. So, uh, oh no, sorry, they finished. My apologies, they finished third. Um, so, but still, like they they are a team that can play great football. I mean, we've seen in the in the last handful of years. So, but it was you know Kane was scoring goals, but the other players were involved. So and playing at a higher standard than what they are now, so uh, I think that's what again is what required if they want to get out of this group. Um, so do you fancy them to to get out to make the great escape or what? 
I would fancy. I wouldn't. I wouldn't back against them purely because I know what they are capable of, and I think that would be the, that would be the most frustrating thing for for Spurs fans because they know there's nothing worse than. I mean, look, we've, you know, like this morning watching Liverpool play Red Star Belgrade. There's nothing worse than, you know, if you if you're not expecting your team to win, then it's a different story. But when you know what the standard that your team can play at, and you're watching them play like below it far below it that's when that's more frustrating that that's more frustrating than you know having a team that's in the relegation zone and just knowing oh we're not going to win the next four games sort of thing you know what i mean it it, it wouldn't be easy but it'd just be a harder pill to swallow when you, you know the stand that your team could play at and i mean tottenham a to- the tottenham team of last year when they played if they played psv at home last year they would have put four or five past them it wouldn't have it wouldn't have taken until the 89th minute no disrespect to psv but this is just the standard and the, the level that tottenham were on you know, in the last mm. season or two, so you know they should have beaten Juventus last year in the in the round of sixteen, of the uh, of the Champions League. So, um, yeah, you know they can play. You know, they can they can go on. They just it, like I said, they just have to. They just all have to step up. So um, it'll be a question of how how much they really want it. Because if they really want it, they can go and do it for sure. Yeah, that's right. So I think it's. I think me personally, it's it's probably too much of a an ask for. For Pochettino and his men. Mm-hmm. Well, we want. Well, moving on to the, the last question that we have here for you. Well, that I have for you here is regardless of the result. Well, let's try and you know predicting the result. I think that Juventus will will, will win tomorrow. Um, how, if if United weren't to make it out of this group, do you think that it'd be have a positive effect? I'd be. Uh, we wouldn't have a, a, a positive effect if they didn't make it out of the group. But do you feel like it would be more of a positive or a negative in terms of just being able to focus on the league, or do you think? That United should just focus on the league and steer the, and steer their attention not completely away from the Champions League, but you know, try and get that consistency back in which they have been. They've been undefeated in four games now, so uh, in the league mm. that is. Not so much. It's not. It's not very Mourinho style to just forget about a competition. No, I no. Guess the that's more what competitions I mean. they're in, there there's more opportunity and mm-hmm. potential for them to grab silverware, which is his primary focus you know he doesn't yep. focus on the style of of nice you know attractive football or focusing on you know neglecting another competition you know look at the you know you know the squads that he played out in the in the league cup against derby i mean that that's a that's a premier league every one of those players would would comfortably start in the premier mm. league for you know if that if that was a normal premier league game you wouldn't question the lineup that he he'd put out so he it shows the level of, you know, commitment that he gives to each competition that he's mm. in. So I don't think so. If, I think especially a, a competition as prestige as the Champions League, I don't think it would be a healthy thing for a club as big as United to just bow out and and say, oh well, let's we'll, we'll just focus on the league from now. Obviously, that's what they would do if they were to drop out. Mm. But I I don't think it would be. Uh, I don't think it would be a good thing for for United to. to oh, I didn't mean, yeah, yeah. Look, obviously it wouldn't be a good thing, but I was saying, you know, I think right now, right yeah, I know, now, I know what you're saying. Like even in the long run of things, mm. I think the the mood and atmosphere there, it's it. They're sitting on, you know, they're they're almost at the edge there. Mourinho's at the edge. You know, this this could really swing one way or the or the other very easily for United. You know, they've picked up a couple of good results. You know, they haven't played great football. I mean, Bournemouth should have been probably three in front in mm. that first half. But then they've I'll take my hat off to them. You know, they can they can really grind out a result and, and pull something out of nothing and, and come together. That's which what is, I mean. That's which is weird yeah. given the this 
you know, what's happened earlier on in the season from United. So I feel like they've turned a slight corner there. Um, mm-hmm. But look, it, it could still fall either way. Yeah, completely. That's right. And I thought the I thought the win against Bournemouth was huge. With Bournemouth, one of the one of the most informed teams in the comp. There, you know, they are where they are for a, for a very good reason. So to go there and to find a way to win um, is 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 a good a good little sign for for United. And I think for United fans, they should take that. That that's that's that was a big win to go out of Bournemouth. Like these, you know, you know small well, think like, about look, look where clubs, Bournemouth you know, are in the table. Bournemouth are six. They're essentially sitting in United's you know top six. Exactly. Spot. Exactly, so, so that's I what I mean, to go there and to do It does speak volumes. Oh, completely. I think, honestly, I think any team in the top four or team right up there at the moment had to go to Bournemouth. They, they wouldn't have cared how they won. They just would have wanted to win. I, I know if, as a Liverpool fan, just because of how Bournemouth are playing at the moment, you know, a team in form, confidence very high, I wouldn't care if we, if we had to go there and beat them 5-4 because I just knew that it would be such a hard game to win. So just to go there and get a win is, is huge for United at the moment. So, um, And, I mean, we all know that they should, that they are capable of playing fantastic football. They have the players there to do that. So, um, you know, interesting times ahead. And, um, well, look, mate, moving on, we'll carrying on with United. And it's mm-hmm. our last topic for the night. And that is looking at looking ahead to the Manchester derby. Now, with with that in mind, of you know United being undefeated for four league uh, four games on the bounce in the league, can they stop? A, a, I guess the only way to explain City at the moment is a rampant City side at home. Yeah, they they do seem to be an, an unstoppable force. Mm. You know, the, the football that they're playing, it's like they've even gone a notch up. I think I worked out. I prorated the. The points that they're on now, out of how many games, and they're on track for at this rate an, another hundred point season. Mm. Um, so you know who who is going to stop this Manchester team? I don't think, I don't think United have the personnel for it, especially going away to the Etihad. Do you well, do Marino. you think they don't have the personnel, or they don't have the form of the personnel that they have, like their players? Because they they have a great squad, mate. But they're just like I said before, their players. In recent, yeah, no, but yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, they had they have a great squad. I mean, it's Manchester United, but they've had better squads in the past, and especially with the way that I think Mourinho will set up for this game, is he'll look to just drop and frustrate Man City. You know, looking at what Man City and how they play, they literally pass the ball left, right, forward, back until they get to mm. the six yard box, and they pass the ball into the net. Mm. I don't think United's defense specifically have that personnel to be able to withstand that for for 90, 90 minutes. Yeah, that's why so I think I, that's I think, why. You know, I, I, I think this this game will play perfectly into Pep's hands. They're growing in confidence. As I said before, United are probably on the edge. You know, a nice, comfortable run of games for United and, and a few results, but, you know, their performances aren't, you know, fully convincing. Then again, you know, you know they could make me eat my words and and come out with a with a top notch performance. You know this this game always, you know, previous has has had a lot of goals both ways, um, so maybe the the occasion will will over overcome form and, and everything, and it will just be a top game of eleven players against eleven. But you know, what I know of Mourinho and what I know of Pep, it's, I just don't think it will go that way. I think City will will cruise through. Yeah, okay. Um, well, that's what I, I think. Well, I think it could be the opposite. Um, I wouldn't suppose, and I'm, you know, my allegiance is aside. Um, I think that 
just on the run of form, and I think they United could go in with and hey, and if they drag a result away from uh, from Juventus as well, like even a draw or something like that, you know, uh, over in over in Juventus, like you know, that just lifts the confidence again more against the Juventus side, who is very capable of going and winning the, the Champions League this season. Um, I think that, but I think that the key, I think that they can get a result against City, but I think they have to go, they have to go out and go at City, because I mean, teams are the only teams that have beaten. City. I mean, we even saw it with Leon when Leon beat them at home in the Champions League. Leon beat them because they went out and played their game, and they went out and went at them. And you know, every team has 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 their faults, regardless of you know if you're the best team in the world or whatever. There are ways to beat teams, and you know the best of teams. So, and I think Leon Leon proved that in the Champions League. They went out and they went at them. They said we're not going to sit back, and you know like that like that classic Mourinho uh, style. You know, sit back, park the bus, and frustrate teams because I think he knows. That if they do that, they don't have the personal to stop City. But if they go out there and go at them, well, City or United are a whole lot better going forward than they are defending, and that's where you know they have to go in on their strengths and they have to go out and go at them and take the game to City. And fair play to City. If City can if City, if City can hold them out and go at them and score, well, then fair play to them. I think you know Mourinho can't complain. But if he sits back and just invites them, it's only, it, like you said, it'll only be a matter of time, regardless if they have the best goalkeeper and you know arguably in the world in between their sticks. So. Um, well, let's just. Say- I, agree, I agree. I agree with you there. I, I think United should come out and play them and play. You know, use the likes of Martial and 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 Rashford, and obviously mm-hmm. if Lukaku, whether he's you know if, if he turns out to be you know an, an eight out of ten plus on the day, they they probably could get a result. Definitely. But whether do you think Mourinho will will risk that style of play because it's very against. You know his his football. Yeah, I just don't know if he, I just don't know if he has a choice. But I mean, hey, if you can if you can somehow manage to do it, park the bus and get a point a draw, well then fair play to him. Um, but time will tell. We'll look. Time will tell. But um, we'll look. If United were, let's just say, let's look at it. Is is if as United were to go and win, which players have to have a big game? For me personally, uh, I think not even. I'd say Pog yeah, Pogba always I think we you know we always say Pogba, but um I think someone like I think in this game for United, in terms of having a big game, I think someone like Lukaku has to because I feel like if he's gonna get a chance it's gonna be one or two, that's it, or it could only be one. So he's gotta take his chances. I feel that's that's how for me, I think the biggest player has to be Lukaku in terms of he can't be he can't be wasteful with his chances in front of goal. How about you? Yeah, look I think Pogba will be the creative force in all of everything that United do and when United play well he's always at the forefront of it it's just not that often that they do play fantastic mm-hmm. I think for me a key player yeah I agree with you in that Lukaku is going to need to take his chances but, but he does go from between uh, you know a 2 out of 10 to an 8 out of 10 so you know if they get the best out of Lukaku on the day props to them I, I do fancy them but I think a key player will be will probably be Matic. You know, Fernandinho has just cruised through this whole season. Mm. He's been outstanding. He controls the midfield. So if if you know Matic can get tied to him, I think he's a little bit bigger than him. Um, well, probably not a little bit. He's he's quite bigger yeah. than him. Um, out muscle him a bit, show him who's boss, and 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 try and dominate that midfield. I think that will be a huge turning point for the game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was. 
uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know why I didn't think about Matic as well because I mean, like he, like yeah, like I said before about you know Matic in these big games, Matic has the potential and can. Matic could go and boss that midfield along with Pogba if he wanted, like if they really wanted to, um, you know, not not disregarding the city mid, the Manchester City midfield, but if he wanted to, and you know, and he's up for it, he definitely can, and I think that would be a huge factor if United were to to go and get even a draw in this game. So. Um, I mean, that could be the style he plays, even playing, you know, Pogba at the top of that midfield triangle with Matic and maybe even like a Fellaini sitting Mm -hmm. as the two deep-lying defenders and try and bully out, you know, your David Silva, your Fernandinho. Yeah, you can't play pretty. You can't play pretty against... You can't play pretty against City. You got to you like you got to be you got to be rough. You know, you got to get your body in there, get your elbows in there, and you know, from the get go, like men, men, like mentally wise, you have to win that mental battle against players. You know, like the hard challenges, playing rough. You know, even at times a bit a bit dirty. I mean, it is a derby, so um, you know if you play if you play if they try and play pretty with them in the midfield, they'll they'll get they'll get bossed. Like you said, especially away, especially away oh, from home. Completely. I think I think United should probably just play to their strengths and and play a bit of a stronger midfield in in that sense. Bigger. Okay. Will uh, score prediction? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two 0 to City. Two 0 Okay. Okay. Actually, I'm, I'm, gonna... I'm gonna go three one. I think United will get one. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a repeat of last year. And I'm going to go two-one United, so I think that yeah that's maybe huge. Might, that's a big call. Might be being a bit you know biased in terms of you know who I'd want to win in terms of table positions for Liverpool, but um but as I said I think that's that that's completely dependent on what we've just spoken about. So City should win, but if United were to win, I think it could be a scoreline like that. It'll let me put it this way: if United win, it'll be a two-one or one-nil. They won't go there and win three nil or two nil or something like that. No, you wouldn't um, think so. But if if City win, I can see City winning by, you know, two or three, possibly four, maybe. You know, if they're if they're putting everything away. So um, yeah, it will make for a, for a huge game. We'll we'll, uh, we'll have we'll chuck a post up in the coming days and see what people think, how they think that it's gonna, uh, how the game's gonna run. So. Um, well, mate, with that, it does it does wrap up our shorter show tonight. But um, I think we we gave three important topics a, a good rundown there. So um, we did for sure. Yeah. So uh, to all our listeners, uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts. We'll put up a few posts about these these uh, questions tomorrow when the when the uh, the show comes up. Maybe you know, in the days ahead, even even around the the topic of Arsenal Wenger, it is interesting. You know, it would make a lot of headlines for sure um, if if we were to see Arsene Wenger back. Uh, man, uh, in managerial mode again. So, um, but no, Ollie, mate. Thank you once again, mate. And uh, I look forward to catching you same time next week. We'll speak then, mate. Cheers. No, take it easy. Bye.